Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hope all is well. This is Perry Rizopoulos, and welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. And today's conversation is one I actually started with myself last night, which wasn't smart. This is one of the conversations that will help me lose sleep most effectively. If I'm looking to lose sleep, this is the conversation among maybe like two or three others that really works. It's great. Um, so I think it connects nicely overall to our, our or to a general theme of like being less ambitious, or let's even say that better, right? Maybe like works with our conversation of cultivating a healthy relationship to ambition. Let's call it that. I think that's more honest, right? Um, so the conversation I have with myself really revolves around simply one word, how, how am I going to do all these things? And one, again, one of my favorite ways to lose sleep is to start almost like playing Tetris in my brain with fitting in different things I'd like to achieve, different things I'd like to accomplish and trying to figure out how I'm going to do that. And it's even worse than that. It's like two games of Tetris at once, right? So I have the tasks and it's almost like the board, it's not a board in Tetris, but like the space is also shifting, right? Because every few months or even every few weeks, my schedule changes for a couple reasons, right? So the time frames are moving and shifting, the schedules within the schedule are moving, then the tasks themselves are also shifting, right? Um, I'm big on setting deadlines for myself. I have other external things that place deadlines on my time. So it's like this constant shifting. So I will start that conversation like 10 minutes before I'm trying to go to sleep and it just doesn't go well ever. And the conclusion I reached last night was one that connects nicely to philosophy. So I thought I'd wake up today, do a little reading about it, remind myself of these things, and then also, of course, share it on the podcast. So ultimately, what I realized is that that conversation, let me get coffee, sorry. That conversation really isn't worth having for more than five minutes. And it's definitely not worth having when you're tired it's only worth having, I would even argue, and I want to say this so I can start living it, hopefully. This will encourage me. It's only worth having when you have energy and five to 10 minutes to sit down with, not surprisingly from me, pen and paper. Because then you could actually see, okay, and you know, on this week and this month, I've got this going on. All right, well, let me put these couple things here, right? So that's one way to look at that. The second, the second way to deal with it, I think, is to think of the smallest thing you could possibly do in the nearest time period, right? So <clears throat> that was really nice for me yesterday because I was like, you know what? I have other projects projects I want to work on that I'm passionate about. And we'll get to the importance of that in a second. But I'm like, why not just do them at work when I have my lunch half hour, right? I could take 15 minutes at lunch to do this. I could even maybe take the whole half hour at lunch to do this. So let's say I turn my half hour lunch even into like a 20 minute or 25 minute deep work session on these projects that really just ultimately involve a lot of reading and writing, right? Okay, well, that'll add up, right? If you even with only some diligence work roughly half an hour a day, five days a week, at the end of the month, that's sort of like an extra work day. Not bad, right? That thought in and of itself calmed me down. I'm like, All right, well, there is some time and I know... I'm getting very good, I think in large part because of my obsession with it on this podcast, I'm getting very good at paying attention for like 15 minutes, right? That Simone Veil quote has not left me since I mentioned it here. I've really been trying to live that and it's been very helpful, right? 
So I'm like, even if it's 15 minutes, I know I can get something pretty meaningful and useful done in that 15 minutes. So just start make, making time for it. And then this was last night, maybe like around 10-ish. So I was like, all right, well, that's not even that far away from now. I, I could technically take my lunch anytime I want. So I could take my lunch from 10 to 10.30 tomorrow, and I won't do that. But in my mind, I was like, I could do that. And uh, that's moving in the right direction. And just the feeling of that, making that commitment to myself, like, yeah, just do that. That's not hard. I want to do these things, right? So just want to do them and then do them here, right? Just that thought calmed me down, right? And then I think ultimately the third sort of approach to this, when we have, let's say, this question of how am I going to do all this stuff, right? One, don't have that conversation, as I said, when you're tired or when you don't have a pen and paper in front of you. Just it's going to keep going and going. You're going to try to think of the options that work the best, right? And that's a part of this ambition, I think, that can, or part of being ambitious that can be very insidious and negative. It's like, well, okay, I have a good idea. Well, it's not good enough. Make it better. Okay, well, we'll sit here all day with that, right? And that's not even dealing with externals messing things up, right? Sometimes you got to just set a lower bar. It's okay. This is good enough. I'm going to get going on this, right? And that's sort of what led me to number two. It's like, well, all right, what's the, what's the least amount of time, the lowest bar I could set? Could I in terms of doing a little bit more, right? Well, all right, well, right now at lunch, I'm not really organizing that time that well. So take the half hour, do something else with it, right? And the third one I think is the most philosophical because those two, those first two are very, very, you know, very practical. Also, there's some philosophy there too. Um, but I think the last one I like the best because it sort of goes the furthest away from these sort of like and I'm in this world a lot on the internet, so maybe this isn't applying to everyone, but like the productivity hack world, that shit is tiresome. I'm really like, I'm over that. Like, maximize, just relax. Can we relax? You know, yes, waking up early is good. I'm, I'm a hypocrite if I don't say if I don't say that, right? I'm up right now. It's before six and I'm doing this. Okay, noted. But we have to learn, I think, some more, I don't know, I think just some deeper thinking can happen on that. Versus like, and one more point on this, and this is just a personal rant, and I'm a little bit disorganized in my thinking today because I am tired and I apologize. But <clears throat> you know what annoys me when people say like, read a book in a day? No, because their first piece of advice is always don't read the whole book or even like half the book. It's like, read the first line of the third page of the second chapter. No, that you cannot really read a book in a day. And that should be fine, right? If you absolutely have to read a book in a day, there are strategies there, right? And I don't even, I mean, I guess ultimately that, that to me would be a result of poor planning, right? So if you're at work or, and you have to move through this huge document in a day, or if you're a student and you have to read a whole book in a day, that's probably because you wasted time last week or two weeks ago and you've been wasting time, you've been procrastinating, right? Try not to put yourself in a position where you have to read a whole book in a day. But also on a different note, right? Don't make that something you think is a good idea. The goal isn't to read the book. The goal is to comprehend the book. The goal is to get something meaningful out of the book. Could you get something meaningful out of a book in a day? Yes, you could obviously get something meaningful out of a book in a minute, but then call the video or say that you're talking about that. How to have a meaningful engagement with books in a short period of time. That's a really catchy title. It's great. But don't say read a book in a day. You're not reading the book. You're prioritizing this false notion of, quote, productivity over the fact that somebody, one, wrote a book. They took the time to care about it. You should take you should take the time to care about it out of respect for that effort, I think. That's one. Two, that's not what reading a book is. So just wanted to make that note, right? Let me move, let me move on now to the third way to deal with this question of how. 
that can sometimes torture us, especially when we're overly ambitious and we need to just have the best how, right? I need to figure out the most productive way. All right. No, you don't. What you need to do is you need to get moving and you need to get moving as soon as possible, as effectively as possible. And as effectively as possible just means get moving because planning isn't effective. Planning doesn't do anything. Planning doesn't actually bring anything into the world. And here's a quote from Seneca to support this. And I love this quote. So Seneca against dog philosopher offering the following, the fool with all their other faults has this also. They're always getting ready to live. That's a beautiful idea. Stop getting ready. Just start doing the thing. So last night, again, for me, I was trying to go to sleep. It was getting a little bit late. I wasn't going to just start. I wasn't going to get up out of bed and start doing this, right? But just the thought that, okay, you know what? Enough with this readiness. I'll do it tomorrow. Here's when I'm going to do it. Here's where I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do something in this direction. Once again, gave me a sense of relief because I stopped getting ready. Now, this, of course, I think has a lot of really cool and powerful, broad implications on life. Do you overly plan things? Does your planning get in the way of your actual living? This is, I think, a classic example for me too with this. I think of my, my life as a student would be like when I didn't want to study, I would start planning the studying. All right, I'm going to study tomorrow. No, you're just not studying. Do the thing. Right? There's a lot wrong with Nike as a company. But just do it is sometimes an interesting way to pursue things. I think if we know what we're doing is virtuous and, or we're confident that it's virtuous, we should make sure that we don't just become spectators in our own lives or that we, you know, we should make sure that we don't become these like perpetual planners that never actually do. Right? The sentence, I'm going to. Careful. Careful when you tell people that. I've started to stop great sentence. I've started to stop telling people what I'm going to do. Let them be surprised. Still do the good thing, but life gets in the way. And we have to be aware of that, right? So start doing, stop saying you're going to do to yourself and others. Also, maybe, and maybe some of us need to plan more, right? That's definitely possible. This is not what we're talking about today. Because I caught myself in a situation last night where I was over planning and that over planning was leading to stress and anxiety. Because the how am I going to do this wasn't like a confident how. It was how am I going to figure this out? So one, we maybe adopt this from Seneca. We don't have to you know, always be focused on getting ready to live. We have to focus on doing the things, doing the actual living. And I think at the heart of that is a commitment to being a doer, someone who is willing to make the sacrifices right? Even that idea, if you view yourself as someone who's disciplined and you actually earn that and you cultivate discipline, you can live this, I think, more easily. I know I'm going to get it done because I'll make the time. I'll make the sacrifice. I won't go out on Friday night so I can answer this call, this passion, right? I'll wake up a little bit earlier on Saturday. I'll wake up a little bit earlier on Monday. Now we're getting a little bit into what might sound like that productivity hack type conversation, right? And I don't hate all that, right? Just hate when it's a little bit excessive or superficial, as in the read a book in a day, that's superficial, that's not real. Um, that being said, 
when we're committed and we know we have a history of not doing what Seneca is saying, right? When we know we have a history of going from getting ready to taking action and actually taking sound action, healthy action, virtuous action, that image of ourselves is really important. And that's sort of what confidence is. I think that's a way to understand confidence. We know we are effective. So we carry that with us. So when we're confronted with this, how am I going to figure it out? We maybe think about it for a minute and that anxiety doesn't creep in as easily or as intensely because we have this image of the self where we can say, you know what? I, I know I, I've done stuff like this in the past. I know I've been disciplined. I know I've made sacrifices to do something good that was good for me, that was good for others. So I'm good. I don't need to be anxious about this. So we, again, move from this person. We don't want to be the fool here. And sometimes we have to be the fool. And sometimes it's good to be the fool, but not here. This fault is a foolish fault we can avoid. Don't always be getting ready. Actually do the thing. Like now, like today, I'm the fool if I don't go to work and at least during my half hour of lunch, work for 15 minutes on this idea. I'm a fool and I don't want to be the fool. And that'll motivate me. One more quick note on motivation and I will uh, we'll end the podcast here. I think it's a great quote. Another quote that was sort of resonating last night and I have this quote, but I know, that, I know it by heart and it comes in handy. I had to remind myself of this, but it just took me a little longer last night to even get to the quote. So it's from Frederick Nietzsche. He tells us, if you know the why, you can live anyhow. I love that. Now, is this always true? Probably not. But ultimately, I think it's a really great quote. If you know the why, if you have the purpose, if you have, let's say, the, the sense of vocation, the calling, you're being called to this, you know it's a good thing. You know it's a just thing. You know it's something that will challenge you in a positive way. Right? You know it will require you to grow in a way that will be fulfilling. All these are examples of, I think, profound senses of purpose. It's of service. I might have mentioned that already, but that's profound too. If you have that, you can figure out the how. And that goes a little bit into what I was saying. You could wake up a little bit earlier. You can make the time at work. You can make time after work. And just knowing that about yourself creates that sort of very practical, anxiety-provoking, stressful conversation more manageable. So maybe if you're someone like myself who has problems with this, maybe it's, you know, you keep yourself up at night. Maybe it sort of during the day gets in the way of you actually doing the things or gets in the way of you feeling joyful, right? Keep these quotes in mind. Maybe have that strength of why, you know, have it be strengthened by discussing it more with yourself, discussing it more in your self-writing. Maybe you, again, create a time slot. Okay, I'm going to plan my week here. And then after that, I really might return to it here and there, but I'm not going to focus on that. And once again, not to keep harping on this, but I will, because I think this has been one of the, my one of my favorite discoveries of doing this podcast so far, which I think I published the 50th episode today. You can get there with Simone Vale's idea, 15 minutes at a time, put on instrumental music, move towards whatever it is. Don't let the how torture you. Have the why. Let that drive you. Hope this is helpful. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you soon.